0: you might not be glad that you did.
1: There was an idea to bring together a group of remarkable people to see if they can become something more. That we never did. Welcome to Fury's Finest, a podcast about Marvel Christ Protocol and the Marvel Universe. My name is Jesse Aiken, and I'm joined by my co-host, Chris
0: Bruffett. How are we doing today, Chris? Jesse, I'm so excited about today's episode. Full disclosure, I wrote an episode that we'd already done, because I made it dumb. I had I had wrote and prepared Valkyrie episode, and uh, we've already done Valkyrie, so go back and listen to that episode. Really interesting and weird lore that she has. Yeah, Brunhild. Brunhilde. But yeah, today we get to talk
1: about timelines. The irony is, I, I would love to do Valkyrie through our, our tenure and Chris' four
0: years in podcasting now too. I would love a shot, a, a shot at redoing Valkyrie. So hopefully, we will get that like movie version of Valkyrie in the game yeah. eventually because yeah. she is in the, MC, you know, she's Correct. in the six one six. So hopefully, we will get her as like a four threat or something later on down the line. And I will get a chance to redo Valkyrie. Please give me a Valkyrie sculpt with Aragorn, the Pegasus. Oh, for sure, dude. That'd be, yeah. What about like, it could be like a good Malekith, right? Medium base or large base. Yeah. Yeah. On a big winged Pegasus. Yeah, man. With love it. With dragon Fang held up high. That'd be so cool. (laughs) It's exciting, but you know, it's funny
1: is we had this other episode in the bag that we've been wanting to do yeah. for a while. It's not like this wasn't planned, <laughs> but you know, the MCP community is so wide and vast. Now we didn't want to like step on anyone's toes in a combination t- because everyone's been talking about timelines, which is we're talking about today. So we wanted to do something kind of new and different. And in addition, we also didn't want to just like, I don't know, just like read the news to you guys in a news episode. We wanted to have more of a part one of our timeline discussion and i'm saying part one today because part one we're going to like discuss the format discuss the affiliation rosters discuss kind of the direction we're looking for timelines in 2024 because chris and i are trying our very best to make it to adepticon which is great We absolutely are and if you want to help with that become a patron exactly the patreon is going to help us facilitate that which is going to be great and that's a goal we have for this year so we were like, okay, let's just start getting this timeline discussion now. But rather than having one episode, we're going to space them out. We're going to do one episode right now and then one a little bit later. And yeah. each episode following that is going to be us like really digging into the nitty gritty and building our rosters live for you guys yeah. on there.
0: We're going to go on a journey and uh, we're going to talk about it. And you guys are going to get to follow along with kind of what we're thinking, what we're coming up with, you know, in real time. So it should be a lot of fun. And hopefully we get some live testing in on some of these lists in the upcoming weeks post holidays.
1: Right. So that's something I'd like to do too is, you know, once we present this to you guys, the listener, but also bring it up to our local community and and see if people are interested in playing timeline. You know, because I think it's something you could facilitate at a local level pretty easily in a more digestible format where it could be something, Chris, like you have three tournaments, right? Where there are three rounds each and players right. play their timeline list one, tournament one, their timeline list two, a tournament two, and their timeline list tournament three. Just a way to feel out the format and feel the power level of characters, feel that kaiju, lack of kaiju presence, things like that. Just see what it's like. And I don't know. I'm totally down to do that. I'm super excited about it. And I think it'll encourage us and maybe even our locals to paint some models that might not have paint on them, too.
0: Oh, yeah. I've been getting a lot of paint on a lot of models, but I'm still way behind. So this is a great excuse to up my production. Yeah. Also too. I mean,
1: I'm already going to be super busy in the spring with all these new releases for my faction. Oh my gosh, dude. Look at X-Men and Brotherhood, like the stuff they're going to be getting. And this is if I'm completely ignoring Wakanda and Spider-Foes, which I'm super interested in,
0: right? (laughs) (laughs) So I think that's a really interesting point and almost leads into the discussion very easily. But maybe we should take care of a little business first and then jump right into uh, how some of these new characters might be affecting this format fury's finest is
1: supported by mr laser go to mr-laser.square.site for all of your marvel crisis protocol needs of course you can use the code fury5 at checkout please do that lets mr laser know which of you guys are listening and partaking of his ad and i will say in addition mr laser just got all the wakanda stuff up in his store so you can use that code fury5 get
0: those wakanda pre-orders ready to deliver to your house oh yeah that's big that's huge Fury's Finest is also sponsored by iWargame. iWargame makes the absolute best marked mats for Marvel Krosis Protocol. Not only do we use these mats every gaming night, but we highly recommend you do too. Please check them out at iWargame.net and use the checkout code FFPODCAST for 10% off at checkout now's a good time
1: to go to I War Games website because they restocked a lot of the volume one maps, which have been out sold out for a long time for good reason. They were great mats and people absolutely were buying them out. So definitely if you've been on the fence, jump on there, pick up some mats and use our code FF podcast. Of course, our patrons support FuriousFinest finest to patreon.com slash finest. If you enjoy our show and would like to join our private discord community, jump on Patreon and pledge. That's a way to get part of that community and you know, what's great is the painting gallery with no name ended and we're starting the new one. Secret Wars just ended. We're starting a new one coming up. Mm. It might be a timeline format. Oh, fantastic. There. So now is the perfect time to jump in the Patreon because you'll be on the ground floor of those things. But even if you're not interested in the private leagues and the painting gallery stuff, just come in, hang out, discuss MCP, jump on the TheoryCraft channel, et cetera. There's a whole bunch of fun stuff going on. And you can do that just by joining the lowest tier if you want. So we take this time to thank all of our patrons for their support. And we got a lot of bonus episodes coming on that bonus feed, which is very exciting for everyone at the Asgardian level and up. And our patron of the week is Luke. Thank you so much,
0: Luke. Luke. Thank you so much. And of course, every week we send a big shout out, a big thank you to our Avenger level producers. This week, we got to send a big one out to Rich and Sean. Thank you guys for all your support our Avenger-level producers keep the pod going, keep the lights on. So if you're interested in helping us on that level, please do not hesitate to sign up.
1: Absolutely. The producers make the show happen. And I will say, Chris, I did add the executive-level producer tier. It's the director of S.H.I.E.L.D. So if that's something you're interested in, it's a little bit higher pledge. But with that tier, you get a lot of one-on-one interaction with Chris and I. Of course, you get your executive producer shout-out every episode. And you're just, you know... You're the leader of this whole operation. You're the you're the leader of SHIELD.
0: Yeah. And knowing that you're helping us an immense, immense amount. So we appreciate each and every one of the patrons.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Because I mean it's every patron adds up and you know it's amazing. So no patron is behind. That's right. All right, Chris, let's jump into our timeline format today. Starting with the timeline format 2024 timeline. What is it? So A bunch of the podcasts have done this in greater detail, so I don't want to talk about it too much. But basically, it is a new format for MCP that you and I talked about on our news update. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I think it's very exciting because it's going to be something that's not used very often. So... People that were already kind of getting worried about it being the main format, it's not. It's a premier format for premier extra large cons, and that's it. And what's cool about that is it can be used at a local level, too, for fun. It will never usurp or take over the spot of the regular standard competitive format, right? So let's just start there with that. (laughs) And I say it's got to be one of these large cons. Namely, Adepticon is going to be the main one that happens every year because that's one of the AMG flagships. And it's roughly in March every year, which is kind of where AMG said they kind of landed on the yearly timeline format resetting every year is right before Adepticon. So presumably this time next year or even maybe January, February of the following year, we'll have a new timeline to discuss, right? A new list. But AMG said this format is you know, unique moments in time in Marvel where they can isolate characters thematically and they can remove stuff or add stuff from a balance perspective, but more importantly, from a theme perspective. So the theme of this timeline event is terrestrial. It is all Earth-based. And you'll notice all of our cosmic friends, Asgardians, everything are missing from this. This is all just Earth-centric oh, content. Oh, darn. Oh, darn. So
0: good timing right
1: <laughs> Right now. It's awesome.
0: Yeah. it's Well, it's just a great shakeup. It's a great way to get away from these, these kaiju that have been, I don't want to say plaguing the competitive meta, but they've been dominating the competitive meta. They shaped it, right? So it's nice to get away into a more limited scope, maybe a little bit more fair, just classic straight up MCP, less, less breaking the rules, which it's, like I said, it's just a nice change of pace. hundred percent. We don't, we don't want it all the time. This would be a little overbearing if this was constant, but you know, being a uh, three or four times a year that it's going to happen of yeah. course, very few of us will be at all three or four of those events. Exactly. So, yeah, it's just a it's just a fun thing. I think there are talks about a timeline league here in Tulsa, which would be fantastic. Yeah. This is the kind of stuff I'm just overjoyed about this format with. I was skeptical at first, but I have turned all the way around.
1: All right. Yeah, and let's continue with this format and how it works. So. Another interesting part about this format is I already mentioned the the characters are restricted and limited. We're roughly down to like 150 characters, which is kind of where we were at, like year one and a half of MCP, not year four like we are now. Right. Yeah. So that's also super cool. And it's kind of restricting through that format. But additionally, the tactics cards are restricted. There's a lot missing. And then the crisis cards are not missing at all. They're all there. But they are restricted through the format. So the way the Christ cards are restricted through the format and the way that your rosters are restricted to the format, it feels very akin to me, Chris, to WTC, which I just attended, which is
0: Yeah, it really no, does.
1: Yeah, no character can be on every roster. And in the sense of like, let's say I want to play Mystique in one of my rosters, right? Well, that's that's what it is. She's in one of my rosters. She can't be in all three, right? And that's why I mentioned now it is three rosters that are completely different with no overlap of characters, no overlap of tactics cards, and no overlap of crisis cards. So that's why all the crisis cards are available, because that would just not be fun or fair. But that's also why the characters and tactics cards are restricted immensely. It's great. Oh, yeah. And I didn't even mention
0: like half the affiliations are missing. Dude, it's, it's bringing us all back to one of the most fun parts of the game. And that is just brewing rosters, theory crafting, you know, it feels like a new game. This happens a lot when we get, you know, especially when we get a rat is happening, when we get a big new release, things like that. Everyone's kind of trying to figure the game out again, even though I think when they think they have it figured out, it's not entirely figured out. When the community decides it's gone everywhere it can, I I don't always believe that. That's very true.
1: Well, well said, Chris, let's talk about what rosters are here. Obviously, I'm not gonna talk about every character, but we can talk about some maybe omissions if they come up naturally. So the affiliations you can play, A-Force, Avengers, Brotherhood, Cabal, Criminal Syndicate, Defenders, Hydra, Sentinels, Shield, Spider-Foes, Uncanny X-Men, X-Force, Wakanda, Web Warriors,
0: and Winterguard. Oh, so exciting. So let's talk about some of the big omissions here. We're missing yeah. our Guardians. We're missing our Thanos. We're missing Hulk. We're missing Immortal Hulk. I'm missing Asgard entirely. Asgard's not here. They're just. This must have been directly after Ragnarok. They must be rebuilding over, over Oklahoma right now.
1: Yeah. Right I, above our heads.
0: And not only are some of these missing, but some of the classic leaderships for some of these. Glad you mentioned that. uh, Some of these affiliations are missing. Let's go to the most obvious. I think it's the Defenders. The only leader available for Defenders in this timeline event is Daredevil. Doctor Strange is not going to be taking part in this timeline season at all. Yeah. Uh, Neither one of the Doctor Stranges. So I think that's pretty interesting. This is a pretty
1: cosmic magic neutered set, and that's intentional. I think we're supposed to be yep. in like early years of comics with some of this loosely. You know, obviously, we have a lot of characters jumping around.
0: It feels a little more street level.
1: Yeah. You said that's a glaring a mission for you. Well, a glaring a mission for me, Chris, is the uncanny X-Men not having access to Storm. I
0: know. I, my immediate thought when I saw that was, was you, of course. Yeah. And how that would affect, I was like, maybe. Jesse won't even play X-Men. But of course, this leads to what we were touching on earlier, right before we got into this discussion, and that is Professor X has not been revealed to us, but he is a viable member on this timeline sheet. He, Bishop, Killmonger Usurper, King T'Challa, you know, these are all new versions of these characters. Yeah, Shadowcat, Shadow King. Aren't out yet but they're on the sheet. But they're on the sheet, so they are playable. So, so exciting. I think an affiliation like X-Force looks untouched. A lot different <laughs> depending on how Bishop looks, right? Cuz if we're talking if we're talking Chris's classic X-Force, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm bringing Sentinel Prime most of the time in my classic X-Force roster. Yep, yep, yep. Does he have a chance of making The list in this timeline depending on how good bishop is what role bishop fills i don't know it's also so interesting too chris where it's like some teams lost a ton
1: some teams lost like one model (laughs) and some teams lost nothing like x-force is looking great in this format because they're just regular x-force right so similar things could be said about avengers and a-force yes avengers and a-force are dramatically slimmed down but they already had two of the biggest rosters in the game. So same with Cabal, right? So I find it super fascinating. Some other standouts, of course, are Wakanda has three leaders, none of which are classic Black Panther. I love that. So crazy. Web Warriors do not have access to Amazing Peter's leadership or Amazing Peter.
0: No Nick Fury and Shield.
1: No Nick Fury and Shield. Probably one of the biggest, most intense omissions. Big time. Because I think even all the S.H.I.E.L.D. players right now that are playing Invincible Iron Man leadership are still playing Nick Fury under that leadership, right? Absolutely. Losing Eye in the Sky is a different affiliation, quite literally. And we did mention Avengers and Cabal, and they do have these massive rosters. But Avengers and Cabal having some of the most leaders in the game, it is so fascinating in this format. They only have new Steve and new Red Skull from the new Core set. That's all they have is their leaders, right? It's so good. It's it's really good. So the fact that they have these massive rosters is still put through this lens of only one leader.
0: Yeah, building a cabal list is going to be very very interesting. You are shoehorned into Red Skull, Master of the World, being your leader, but you've just got this massive seventeen member roster. Yep. Do you want to run fully ten models affiliated for your cabal? Maybe I don't know. Probably. Yeah. It's I don't know. It's it's a super interesting. So.
1: Yeah, I'm intrigued. Maybe maybe Cabal ends up being one of mine. I have no idea. I'm trying something new, and I I think that new Red Skull looks really good. And really fun.
0: Yeah, yeah. I have I have a my eye on some new things as well through here. But there's something I want to talk about too here, and that's how do you build a list for this timeline event?
1: Right. So you can go a couple different ways. That's what's tough about it. I think where you've kind of got to start, Chris is you've kind of got to land on three or four affiliations you're interested in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. And see if they could work not only individual rosters for you off of what you own and what you played before, what you're interested in, but after that, how you divvy up the crises. But I don't think you actually start with crises. I think maybe some really highly competitive players might do that, but I think you've got to land on what rosters you want to play first and then see if they can fit the crises. And then if they can't fit the crises, maybe the third roster changes or something, right? To flex out, right? Maybe it goes to that fourth one, right? So I think that's a good place to start. And we could discuss that now because I'd love to hear what you're eyeing as maybe like four or so rosters that might catch your eye.
0: Okay. Well, I can give you some rosters that are catching my eye. Of course, X-Force and A-Force both catch my eye because I have a lot of experience... lot of experience with x-force and i've been learning a force and this version of a force that they've got on here looks very interesting it's going to be a more tall a force i've been running a very wide a force but you're kind of shoehorned here into taking captain marvel cosmic avenger so you've got she hulk which looks like one of the more powerful individual models in this this timeline event for 2024 and then you've got Captain Marvel, Cosmic Avenger, the new five-threat Captain Marvel that comes in Core Box 2, who is just built to be in the A-Force roster. Her her whole card just benefits so much from getting that extra A-Force power that it almost feels like you have to run her. So it yeah. feels like we've got a core of 11 threat automatically. Maybe.
1: It like you, yeah, I mean... I think Captain Marvel, Cosmic Avengers, is gonna be really powerful in this format, right? She's gonna I be one too. of the big
0: threats. I think she's, I think she's very, very good. I think she's hard to use, but, but A four still has
1: a Koye, so and I think Domino her every and game. Shuri
0: and Black yeah. Cat. That is, it's not bad. That's four low threat models that are absolutely great. Not to mention, I think that the Core Box Two Black Widow, the Black Widow. I think this timeline event. I think there's a possibility that she really shines in this event. Go, oh, re- yeah. her, go reread her card. She's uh, really good. She's the only Black Widow available, so you don't have to make the choice between the two-threat or the three-threat. This is the only one there, so you're not losing anything by taking her, which I think was a good move by Atomic Mass to not throw any second versions of characters here. There's only one version of every character in here. And I think this is a great time for the black widow to shine and really get a chance to affect a meta and to see what she can do. Oh, I agree completely. Yeah. and I think she has the possibility of doing a lot. Yeah.
1: Something also worth mentioning, Chris, I think actually one of the most notable things about this sheet, and I think actually proves that a Force is a winner. There's only four, two threats on this entire list. And Mm, one of them them is honey badger who doesn't score and is only a role player in her teams. So that leaves a Koye, Toad, and Bob. So now you're looking at like, do you want to play a two threat? Okay. Do you want to play these rosters these two threats are in? Or do you just want to bring one of these two threats into one of your rosters to give yourself flexibility? Let's say if you had a roster and you're like, oh, I need a two threat. Well, I'll grab Bob for that even though I'm not Cabal or Hydra, right? But that already is narrowing the fields immensely in a lot of ways and cutting down on some of the problems we've seen in the game, which is, you know, overabundance of certain models and threats. And it's making a lot of interesting things happen
0: we've got three versions of quite a few characters at this point
1: yeah you also notice the theme of this set too chris is one named character per alter ego so like we got the black widow but we're not getting two threat black widow because of this format i love it so that's a winner for a force is what i'm saying because yeah i
0: think a force looks really really good in this format i'm not declaring that i will be playing them as one of my three lists but they're definitely in the running the next okay. thing that, that has really catching my eye, and and you're aware of this one, but I have a spicy one for my third. It's just Captain America: First Avenger. Mm. I love the sculpt. I think the leadership is pretty good. It's not premiere, but in this format, it might it be gives, one of the best. <laughs> it might be right up there. Yeah. Not to mention that this roster is just full of awesome, awesome characters. But there is a large but here okay if you play this avengers roster it will likely lock you out of a couple of other rosters because many of the characters on this avengers roster list are integral to other teams she hulk's on this list you take she hulk and your avengers you're not running a force period end of story yeah deadpool's here deadpool is very important in x-force right now deadpool wolverine and cable yep you're not all playing three. x-force or probably not mutants at all. <laughs> yeah. Just possibly to be honest.
1: so. Possibly so. Yeah. Invincible
0: Iron Man is here. King T'Challa is here. Yeah. You know, this is very much a
1: it's an amazing you play roster, Avengers.
0: Man. It's an amazing roster, but if you play this roster, you're locking yourself out of two or three other rosters. Well, potentially. There are definitely workarounds. So that one's on my list just because okay. of First Avenger. But here's the thing I really want to kind of explore. It's the timeline format. Are we ever going to have a better opportunity to run Cabal and try to make Mr. Sinister work? And I mean work, <laughs> so true. work. work, work, yeah. I haven't heard anybody else talk about this yet. I love it. Sinister is one of the weirdest characters we have. He's As great. far as powers. Yeah. I mean, he's absolutely fabulous. We all know this. Can you make this Sinister work? Can you- Probably. Can you make it work here and bring in- a two threat or a three threat round three or four oh, cloning banks too. I'm talking saying. cloning banks. Yeah, okay. I'm into it. Yeah, man. I think it's something to explore intellectually. Uh, I'm not sure it will work, but you've got Ultron, Metal Tyrant in here too. So Cabal I know, is. I know. Cabal's up there. The next thing that really catches my eye is probably Defenders. Okay. Then it's Spider foes. Okay. X Force. Yeah. Web Warriors could talk me into that. Yeah. And of course, Uncanny, depending on how Professor X looks. Um, the Agreed. other model in here I really, really, really want to play, and I've declared my intention of playing him, is Shadow King.
1: Right. Not necessarily, not necessarily Under Brotherhood, not, just playing Not necessarily
0: somewhere. Under Brotherhood, and not necessarily in timelines. But I do have to figure out where and when I'm going to play Shadow King once he comes out. So this might be the right excuse.
1: I want to play him in combos so bad. Ooh, combo's that's nasty. Combo's not here. You're mean,
0: dude. <laughs> <laughs> You'd have to work hard for it
1: to make it work, but it would be I rewarding know, if I you did. Am,
0: I am not sold on him whatsoever, but I want to try. I love the character because Absolutely. I hate the character. He's so because you, you
1: hate him. He's, he's so, so mean.
0: bad. He's such a good a villain.
1: villain. Yeah, he's a he's a true villain through and through. Yes, um, absolute is, pure evil. He is not a Magneto. Let's say that. So. Okay, well, that's a lot of escurs. That's 5 or 6 you got your eye on.
0: I I'm interested in 5 or 6, yeah. I okay. can easily parry this down. I think mine's going to be slimmer maybe. I believe that. You know, I've always got I always cast a wide net on these things. Well, that's
1: true. Uh so let's get my obvious ones out of the way that I'm probably for sure locking. Brotherhood, lack of Apex scares me because I've had a great year with Brotherhood and Apex has been almost in every game I've played. And I say that because yeah, I play really him under both leaderships. Yeah though he's way less good under Mystique because he really needs that power. But I've been really enjoying going super tall with Brotherhood and with Apex. So I have a mini Hulk with my super tall list, right? Which is nice.
0: We've got a lot of Apex being played in our local meta.
1: Yep. So that would just drop out entirely because he's missing all all altogether. But I still think with Mystique and Magneto and Toad alone, I can just do a lot and Juggernaut. you can just do a lot. So Brother would be an auto lock for me. I think another auto lock for me would probably be Web Warriors, despite Mm -hmm. them not having Amazing Peter. I mean, I'm already planning on this being another Web Warrior year for me. So what a good way to kick it off by playing limited Web Warriors, right? With less tools, right? So then that would just leave like, am I playing Scott X-Men? Am I playing Professor X X X-Men? If not, I think actually the safer bet. Because I think maybe the biggest winner of this group might be X-Force because I think they can just fight the best out of all the teams.
0: Oh, I I think that that's Brotherhood personally. And the reason I say that is because Brotherhood can force ease and Magneto is just disgusting. As a matter of fact, the, the biggest reason I'm scared of running A-Force is because I have never not had my She-Hulk not melt to Magneto. That's fair. If if I've played She-Hulk into Magneto, he just takes her off the table if each and every time. Is what you're saying, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think X-Force
1: can totally handle an EMAP, though, against Brotherhood.
0: Depends on how you build it out, I think. But, I mean, you've got Colossus, you've got Wolverine, you've got Fastball Specials, so. Got Cable with Range 5. I There's mean, also Cable with Range 5 and Range 3 rerolls.
1: Yeah, which is where Magneto's range starts, is Range 3, so. And he really I, wants to be in 2, so. I think X Force is like easily one of the best fighty teams. I actually think, weirdly, I think Brotherhood is going to end up being more the mid range team of this group, at least for mm, me. Interesting. It's, with Magneto and Mystique, you can kind of build some interesting crises where you're less scared. You know, you're just like, oh, I'm playing X Force, so I want all the fighty things, right? Well, with right. Brotherhood, you're like, honestly, with my brother and with webs, I could, I want to pick up all the wide secures, right, and wide right. extracts. So then that kind of leaves Brotherhood with the scraps and i think i'm totally fine with that because i think under either leadership i can play whatever i want with brotherhood right so that's my initial thinking i also think though cabal could do that similar thing because this new red skull i think it's just solid just like the new steve and i think you can kind of play any crisis set you want with new steve or new red skull right like you can just you can gun line it up the middle or you can play a B map or a D map, right? If you have to with, with those teams, right? So I think those are also
0: good people to pick up the final bits. So I guess my my big question to you here is you've 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 declared your, what you're most likely going to play here. Yeah. Brother so which sure. team is getting Lizard? Which team for you is getting Rhino? Because I know you're going to take these two models somewhere. Probably, yeah. especially and if I'm then, not playing foes, but I might play foes. <laughs> to be honest. well, yeah. If you play foes, you got to keep them there. But yeah, that, they're kind of that's locked. the other. That's the other question, though, right? Is you kind of have to decide quickly which rosters you're staying out of, so you can break up some of their more powerful pieces to aid your the three you are taking. So spider foes being, you know, a possibility for you keeps lizard and rhino. You know kind of there
1: yeah so maybe that's a great way to say well i'm not playing spider foes if i really yeah. want to play i like to play web warriors with lizard so i'd be hard pressed to lose lizard and my web warriors but they have a spectacular spider-man now who's like a new lizard for them so it might be okay i need to get that box so bad and i'd play rhino with brotherhood probably so i
0: had a feeling rhino and juggernaut is such a intimidating yeah yeah with mystique's leadership it's nasty 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 it's just a lot
1: of like moving around the map and control and stealing extracts and you don't have to fight right um, which is what mystique wants to do so i'm very intrigued by x-men but the lack of storm scares me not just because of her leadership but because of lack of storm i mean she's good she's good now like she's much better and it hurts that she's gone but i could totally see just playing x-men because x-men is a great roster just to grab 10 models that are all affiliated right and not step on anyone else's toes and i'm not stepping on anyone else's toes because honestly i don't see any model in the x-men list except colossus which could be in my brotherhood which would step on toes of any of my other lists right so maybe i just say okay let's just play x-men blue and you know x-men blue is pretty good in the new it's like pretty good in the normal game so i have to like retrain my brain and say oh it's just gonna be better in this format in theory right oh yeah This is like a rising tide lifts all ships type of thing. And with a lot of the scary models gone and without some of the other affiliations, all these things, like with Guardians gone, this is a great question that I can pose to you and the listener, Chris, where it's like, with Guardians gone, does new Red Skull Cabal and X-Men Blue and S.H.I.E.L.D., do they become the new gunline boogeyman, right? Like there's things like that, right? Where it's like, which one of them takes the spot?
0: Which one of them takes the spot? You could easily turn X-Force into a gun line as well with could, some out of some affiliation splashes. splashes. Grab some of those shield models. Yeah. Invincible Iron Man, Sentinel, Sentinel Prime. I think Hawkeye
1: is phenomenal Hawkeye's phenomenal in this format. Hawkeye's good. Yep. So Hawkeye could come in a list and he's just your long range shooter that puts out a bunch of conditions. Your team's lacking range. So many options. Yeah, I think it's kind of insane exciting. So those are the ones I'm leaning on.
0: I think Wakanda is really really interesting because it has yeah, three, three leaders, leaders and a five member roster. Uh, yeah. And let's not let's not forget. Let's not forget. You could always dual affiliate. That's what I'm talking about. You could run Wakanda and a Winter Guard dual affiliated roster. You could. That'd be fun. Have four different leaderships for any situation you could conceivably come across. I mean, I my first thought would be you can run Wakanda
1: A-Force because Okoye is not yeah. leaving either one of those rosters, right? And if you want her in both those rosters, the only way to do that is make both leaders under the same umbrella, right? So you'd have to bring She-Hulk and have to bring King T'Challa and probably M'Baku with your A-Force members. And you probably still have a good Wakanda core. Let's also not forget Shuri is in both teams.
0: Yeah, Shuri and Okoye being in members of both teams would be excellent and king t'challa would be just love absolutely love that a force leadership but you got a big points crunch then yeah but you also probably just keep priority right
1: and murder stuff with him i know i'm so
0: bad at playing tall though so it intimidates (laughs) me
1: it's very intimidating playing tall especially when your dice go cold it is it is the most gutting feeling in the game right when you're like okay magneto's going to top of a round, six dice re-roll all nothing hits you're yep. like okay what's happening why am i playing this game right I can't even throw a terrain right but it's the risk you take playing that tall right and the other side of that coin is if your dice are average or spiky your opponent doesn't get to play that model because they died yep. right so it's a risk you take but honestly chris i think i am actually pretty intrigued with the red skull cabal and i've been saying for some time on this podcast and off Mike, a lot too i think this red skull master of the world could just be a new list style, which is wide cabal right like like sin cabal, right, but more of a gun line and fighty than sin's kind of objective control because I think you go with Red Skull, you go Zemo, you go strucker, you go Zola, you go Bob, I mean just all threes and twos right you have ultra on your back pocket, right now what's interesting about that is if someone really wants to play cabal in this format, I think mystique is too good to give up to brotherhood if you want to play cabal in this format possibly interesting she's just a long mover she's got rapid fire rapid fire with this leadership with the skulls yeah is silly good so if you're want to play cabal you might consider losing brotherhood but additionally chris we mentioned shadow king i mean shadow king is on the brotherhood roster right he
0: absolutely is i'm intrigued (laughs) i am too i think you could do a fun thing with him in mystique's leadership but you could also go tall and get him some extra it's probably his main place yeah yeah i just that's 11 threat straight away it's pretty tough magneto juggernaut
1: yep. shadow king let's go 16 threat
0: oh gosh okay Three no, wide. you convinced me three wide <laughs> i mean there's not many not a whole lot of access to the special condition route in this timeline either True. it's yeah. shadow king it is pyro Sinister. Yep. Sinister. I'm sure there might be another one in there somewhere. I'm forgetting, but that's still just three or four roots in the whole, whole of this timeline. And root is an extremely powerful condition at the moment.
1: Oh yeah. I'm also glad you mentioned that pyro is still here. Cause he's still here and he's he's awesome. big here. So what are you taking pyro and one of your teams? I'm taking Probably. him somewhere. Probably. He's way too good. Yeah. He's amazing. Chris has played him in X force. He's amazing. I love it. Uh, he's a magazine in Brotherhood because he's affiliated, but at the inverse side of the coin, does Pyro's efficacy just go down in this format because there's less high threat models, right? So I don't know. It's it's very interesting. Also, shout out to Sentinels. They're still here. They didn't lose anybody because they only have three affiliated models, four, technically. God, they need, they need Nimrod so bad. Dude, when they get Nimrod, he's going to be gonna so be good. going to be so exciting. I know. He's going to be in- incredible. I hope so. And that sculpt's going to be next level. Mm-hmm. It has to be. So, yeah, but I mean, still, I think Sentinels, let's say you do want to play Sentinel Prime, Chris, in your I do X-Force or maybe even your Shield, right? If you're being right. like the team like that would want to play Sentinel Prime, how painful it's not painful at all to throw some Mark fours in there as well, right? And oh, you my. Can, you could have a Sentinel roster. A little, little Spice Man. Okay. Well, because I mean, there might just be certain matchups and certain objective spreads where it's the luck of the draw, because we haven't really, we didn't dig into the list one, two, three thing too much at the top of this cast, because a lot of shows have already done it. And I think you guys are familiar with it, but and what's crazy, Chris, is like you can maybe have a matchup where you're like, oh, I f- I pulled the web warriors player, and I got lucky, and I got my demons downtown, and they're not pulling my sentinels, and I'm playing sentinels right with cable or something, right? And you could totally do that as the X Force player, right? And those web warriors have to come into that middle of the board. They're very scared. It's really good. So I don't know. It's also, I think something hasn't been explored enough in this format yet. Cause it's still so new is obviously you're picking three rosters, but are you doing the situation we mentioned earlier? Where would you splash another affiliation inside of one? Cause you're already picking a couple models from that affiliation case of point earlier you're playing a force. You're probably playing a Koye and Shuri. Might there's well no way. Not, in, there's no way they're not in your 10. So might as well throw in King T- T'Challa, right? It's pretty interesting. I think it's actually more interesting than the normal format when you have a small splash team because everyone's crises are going to be all over the place. No one's crises are going to be refined and you don't know what crises you're going to fight or pull each round. You have no idea. It's not going to be, oh, I'm playing guardians on demons downtown every time, right? It's going to be what crises did this person land on? And one of them, they might not even be super confident in, right? Or they're six. So I don't know. Having a second leader is probably going to be never bad.
0: So I do. I have to ask, and maybe I should know the answer to this. When, when is it decreed what list you are playing? When do you make that choice, or is it set, like you're playing list one game one, list two game two? Like, is it that kind of thing? So, if you had implemented this at a local level, which we might do, it would be like,
1: let's say it was three round robin tournaments or three rounder tournaments over the course of two months. Right? It would be. Everyone would have to lock in all three of their lists in order before the event, right? So let's say I was playing Brotherhood, Webs, X-Force or something like that. I would have to say Jesse's list one is X-Force. Jesse's list two is Webs. Jesse's list three
0: is Brotherhood. That being the case, I think a second leadership, second affiliation is only a boon to you. It probably is, right? Because you're going to just have less flexibility. So you're going to want to build three as flexible lists as possible, right? Because you oh, don't for know sure. what situations you're going to be running into all day. It would no be very easy to be to say, well, I'm going to build my Captain America First Avenger list. That's going to be my fighty list. That'll be the list that does these objectives and, and it fights. So that means this other list does these other things. Well, you're stuck with this list all day. You're going to be going into other fighty teams and you're going to yeah. be going into, into OBJ teams. Yeah. So I think it's not a bad idea at all to have a second plan with as many of these lists as you can.
1: Yeah. And you can get really creative with it. Right. I mean, very, what's say Let's say you are leaning on this cabal path, like listener that you're listening right now. And I mentioned, I think mystique's really good in this format under cabal. Well, what if it's mainly a cabal roster, but a little bit of a mystique team splash in there for the pay to flips. Right.
0: Exactly, that's man. Pretty that's what I'm awesome, talking
1: about. That's it's pretty awesome. Right. So it's like, I'm starting with Red Skull and I'm starting with Mystique. I'm definitely getting Toad. I'm definitely getting like Juggernaut or something. But then maybe the rest of my list is some cabal people, right? And some have crossover with Brotherhood, right? So you've got a lot of options. I say go for it. You know, I think I think this 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 is not something that anyone's figured out by any stretch of the imagination. So I think right now we're talking about it really openly, really candidly. I I do think certain affiliations are winners. Because they're they're less touched in this format, right? So, an example is I think Brotherhood's pretty good in this format. Same with Web Warriors. Same with X Force. Same with Winter Guard, right? Because all these affiliations were they lost one model, if that, right? Yeah, they've got
0: they've got their full accoutrement. So, if you're used to
1: playing these teams, might as well play them in this format because they're going to play very similar, right? But you're but you got to make harder decisions with your crises, right? So, like in the case of Chris, if I am running X Force and brotherhood i'm probably giving x-force all the fighty ones just period and then Mm. if there's any fighty ones left for brotherhood i'll give them to him but probably brotherhood is going to just be whatever's left right because it's more important for x-force to fight and it's more important for web warriors to obj so they're going to get priority on my objectives right so then maybe that's the way to look at this format too is your third team is maybe the catch-all as chris was saying earlier maybe it's the mid-range and that for me And my play style might just be brotherhood.
0: Mm. I mean, you're, you're very good at making that brotherhood just run away with OBJs. It's, it's gross. I love brotherhood because I can do
1: that or I can just hardcore fight if I have to. I just don't prefer it because it's less guaranteed because we're, we're leaning on dice then. Right. But that same lens could be applied to Steve first Avenger, Steve and master red skull where yeah, they want to fight. Yeah, they want to get all their triggers off and shoot more and attack more. But if you have to give these rosters just the leftovers of crises to protect your more specialized rosters, just do it. Because I think I think New Steve and New Red Skull are that good and their rosters are that good that it doesn't really matter as much. As opposed to, like let's say, you want to play webs. That really matters what they get. It really matters what the web warriors get, right? Objective-wise. They're, yes, big time. So there's a lot of options you can go. And um, we haven't even dug in yet, Chris, which we can for a second. But I mean, the team tactics cards. That's a whole nother wrinkle. It's a huge wrinkle. I mean, not only did X-Men lose Storm, they lost first class. Big time. I mean, that's just one example, right? (laughs) Just one example. It's really crazy and there's a lot of digging into this and really figuring it out obviously i mentioned shield lost eye in the sky because they lost nick fury it's just a different version of the game but i do love that like amg really took the time to still give every affiliation like their strong card like cabal still has dark Reign, wakanda still has wakanda forever brotherhood still has asteroid m i mean the list goes on so x-force has it all baby yeah. Despite things being cut back, it's pretty cool that we still have all most of the stuff, right? You know, ex- guess what, Chris? X Force still has Cat and Mouse and they still have Sneaky Sis and they still have their full roster. X Force is just looking really good in this uh, format.
0: They're looking really good. And preserve the dream, a card we don't know yet. Which that's Bisha. another that's another factor in all this, right?
1: Man, I've been rereading cable volume two. It's so good. It is golly the cable so fun. the cable bishop like terminator story
0: i know it is like unreal it's so it's it's incredible it truly truly is this is a very nuanced and complicated complex yes. format there's a lot to still figure out yeah i love that it's i'm excited like, for it
1: i love that it's like more and less competitive in the sense of like i say it's less competitive in the sense of we lose access to all these great splashes like bill's not here hulk's not here cgr's not here the list goes on and on and on but then they on the other hand and this is why amg said they made it which i find so fascinating they want to see let's say a brotherhood player could win the whole thing without apex right or you know a, a avengers player could win the whole thing without all the other avengers leaders right without core steve
0: and that ridiculous leadership without sam wilson Who's a silly? There will model. be no, there will be no, <laughs> no bad talk of Sam Wilson on this podcast, sir. <laughs> no
1: bad talk at all. I'm just saying they'll feel that for sure. He's a great. I model. can't
0: believe he's not in it though. It's such a such an interesting omission and probably the right choice. It's because of his leadership. Because there's Absolutely. no way they could. There's no way Absolutely. they could say he's legal in the format, but his leadership's blanked.
1: Right. So, so they had to just nix him, which I totally respect and love. That they did that, especially because Sam's kind of running the game has been for him. a long time.
0: Mostly because I love the paint job on my Sam Wilson.
1: I've done seniors. So this has been fully Ooh, done. So maybe I'll it.
0: bring it to Shatterpoint tonight just to show it off. There we go. I'm probably playing X-Men regardless. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> and you know why I'm probably playing X-Men, Chris. It's,
0: you should play X-Men, man. You love them. You're good with them. New models. And it's new models. That's the other it thing. It forces is, me to play only new models. It forces me to play without Storm. Are you going to put Jean Grey in here? That's my big question. Exactly. Possibly. Silox and auto include in an x-force or uncanny x-men so probably so there you have to figure out with this x-men are you going to play into x-force are you going to dual affiliate and i think that de- that depends on professor x's leadership 100 percent. a lot of this depends on what professor
1: x and Iceman. Bishop, ice all these characters look like i have no idea what they look like and i have no idea what these new x-men cards are because x-men lost one of their best cards first class right but they're getting Xavier's dream and mind wipe. I have no idea. So I can't really put my eggs in the X-Men basket until we see what they're getting because they are so different in this format, not only because they lost storm, but half their roster is new.
0: <laughs> it's hard to Dude, tell. They got a slight aside. I have got to know what Iceman's card looks like. I have oh my to. Gosh. I wake Medium up every base. day thinking let's, about it. Let's go. Medium I'm base. so mad. Show me, <laughs> show me the money.
1: Well, they knocked Shadowcat and Nightcrawler out of the park, so my hopes are high. I think
0: Shadowcat's going to be very, very good in this format. My other question is, you're running Uncanny X-Men and Web Warriors, and it feels like Shadowcat might be a really good Web Warrior. She might be. Yeah. She's another long mover for them. She might be a great A-Force member for that
1: same reason, right? Yep. So there's no no telling. Yeah, you lay and think about that every night, Chris. I lay in bed every night, and I think about how am I going to assemble Nightcrawler? Saber. They're giving us saber or no saber, and they're giving us bamf or no bamf. I will I will
0: be going saber. I will be leaving the bamf off. Not a Magnus fan baby. of the I'm not a fan of the um you comic know words. The comic words making it into the MCP models. Just personally, I think it's awesome some of the ways people have incorporated them into the models with paint and things like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Not against it unilaterally. I just pref- I'm just weird. No, that's my preference too. But Banff is so
1: iconic. Banff is so iconic that something's changing in me. (laughs) Oh, I like it. I like it. I did my Deadpool not on the rocket, not with the whoosh. I did him on just the sidewalk in his X-Force colors. And so like obviously I was hard in that camp too, but Nightcrawler is my favorite mutant. Nightcrawler is one of my favorite characters of all time. And I think the answer is just magnets. That's just the answer is magnets. Yeah.
0: Yeah. We got to get you one of those little pinhole drillers. Yeah, maybe that's what that's I get you, you for Christmas. Those
1: are good for repairs too, right? Oh, they're good for so many things. Like a leg So off, handy.
0: yep, so handy. I could use one for my bill. That the top of my hammer just keeps busting off.
1: Mm, drill it and then like plastic glue it back on. Yep. yep, get a tight seal. Exactly. Yeah. So, in summation, this format is vast. It's impressive. <laughs> it's it's exciting, and it is crazy. So. What we're going to do on this show is we're going to follow up with this format in the coming weeks and build our rosters on it. And we're just going to keep building off of our discussions here and, you know, do it organically for you guys as we all kind of figure out this format together. And then maybe we'll get some local stuff going, like Chris mentioned, where we can test this stuff out and also continue to report back on this timeline format. And it's just fun. It's just a fun exercise because throughout the process, Chris. Because the rosters are more limited, when you add new models that are coming in the spring to your teams in this group, which we certainly will be doing with the Wakandans, with the Mutants, for example, those models will just be played more because you're forced to play them, right? It's like a Brotherhood oh, list yeah. without Apex might just play Shadow King more. I know they're a slightly different threat, but it, what I'm saying is like, well, let's just say a Brotherhood list that has less
0: models, right? Because this format has less things, right? This is going to force some of y'all to be playing Blob and Quicksilver, and I could not be more excited for it. You say that until Quicksilver steals your objective. Oh, Quicksilver's so good. He's really good. Well, he's one of the characters, I think this is another interesting aspect of the discussion, we'll probably touch on a lot more in the second episode of this particular series when we get around to that. But Quicksilver is one of your few objective steals. That you have access to. You've got a few with cards. Rhino, you've got and Spider-Woman and Pyro. Yes, thank you. You've got Spider-Woman, you've got Miles, you've got Quicksilver. Oh, yeah, I Spider-Woman's in format. I might be, I might be missing someone. There is 150-something characters in this format, but... What team's getting Spider-Woman? What a I great know. question. I know. What a great well, question. And that's the other thing, is you and I are guys that really lean towards these the hero teams. Yes. Is it a good idea to play one bad guy team Probably. just to keep all of the model crossover to a minimum. So you're not making hard choices on where Colossus has to go. Oh yeah. I, I mean, bad, like, bad example with Colossus there. Cause he's in bad guy teams and good guy teams, but maybe something one, like, yeah. you know, invincible Iron Man. you know, you're playing three good guy teams. He might appear on two of those three lists, rosters or affiliation rosters. So maybe you play Cabal just to keep, that you know math from having to happen so you have access to this other side of models that aren't sharing a lot of crossover with the other two affiliations you're doing
1: oh yeah i immediately think of kyle right 100 (laughs) he's a huge winner here because he's a
0: cabal and winter guard master his winter guard is going to be nuts in this format and nobody nobody's ready for it nobody's ready ready for for it. it
1: But that also makes his third team tougher because if he builds his Winter Guard and Cabal like he wants to. Because Crimson Dynamo. Who's like, what's team three looking like, right? Yep, like what's. Exactly. And if he wants to play his normal bad guy stuff, like maybe a CS, which is one of his other good teams, what do they lose or what, a, what do Spider Foes lose because of Winter Guard and Cabal coming before them?
0: You touched on CS here. Those are fascinated. Those are CS. two of their new leaderships Claw and Modok Scientist Supreme. So this is going to be a different version of criminal syndicate than we are used to. I know a lot of people have been trying Scientist Supreme and and trying to figure it out, but it in this format, it might be a a real killer. So Yep, no Shadowlands, no Kingpin. No Shadowlands, no Kingpin. So yeah, man, it's gonna be interesting. It's kind of the shield, the shield thing, right? Established, established affiliation, new leadership.
1: New leadership and they lost essentially their affiliation card, eye in the sky.
0: Yeah. This is going to force an entirely new way to think about Shield. It might leak into, you know, the normal competitive format of the game, too. That's my ultimate hope for this format is new play styles, more roster diversity in our, you know, our main competitive format, the open format, the one we're all used to. Yeah, yeah. I would just like to see more experimentation there and Maybe some models that get forced played here, people start to get used to them, start to like them, get better with them. You know, I think about Shadow King. He looks pretty interesting, looks hard to play, but maybe you get 10 games with him in this timeline format and think, you know what? I can make him work in the main format.
1: That's super I'm exciting. I'm very
0: excited for stuff like that.
1: I just realized Zemo is
0: missing from this format. That's, that's it's, nuts. Yeah, three threat Zemo is not here. It's Helmet Zero, the four threat. Yeah. Okay. Weird, weird, weird. But you've got Shuri for re-rolls. You've got Prime for re-rolls. Yeah. And like the Cabal Criminal Syndicate.
1: Okay. Maybe you don't want to go all in on this weird Criminal Syndicate, but you can totally just have MODOK Scientist Supreme in your Cabal, right? and you could flex to a different leadership because there's so many models that go back and forth. So uh,
0: yeah, it's kind of endless, the options. Endless. With no Guardians, though, it makes the obvious claw play when do you play Claw as your leadership? When do you even play Claw? <laughs> it's so interesting because he's got a place. He's a yeah. big, scary model with some interesting things, but he's kind of an energy energy specialist, correct? He's amazingly poised against teams like that. But at the end of the
1: day, in this format, Chris, I can safely say he's probably the model that does some of the most damage in this entire format.
0: Oh yeah, I so think, like he's one I of the think big people bats. are going to
1: have a new respect for him after this format. I hope so. And I hope people slam games with them. But I like what you said about forcing innovation and forcing change in the greater meta. I think this will do that in some ways. Unfortunately, it won't do it in massive ways because it's only going to be a couple events a year.
0: Don't expect it to shake the pillars of heaven a la Jack Burton. Right. But do exp- I I really the minutiae? I love the, the plays on the outside, the margins, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's what I love about roster building in the NBA. It's what I love about <laughs> roster building in MCP toying around with the margins and how much that can that can affect your big main pieces. You know how how changing out, you know, for example, playing Baron Mordo instead of Wong in Convo. Like just oh, yeah. how much that changes how you use your your big pieces, your voodoo's, your stranges. Yeah. You know, things like this. Uh, I just, I love little minutiae like that. And this is opening, this is an entirely new world of that. Oh, I mean, look at
1: X-Men. They're, they're a different team, right? No first completely. class a no storm, right? And so they, they force innovation because they force you to play Cyclops Leadership or Professor X Leadership only without first class. So you just play X-Men in a completely new way and you're forced to play it, which is great because it'll bleed into your regular play because... If you did actually commit to this at a local level or at a, an event, I bet you're going to learn a lot about Cyclops leadership, right? Regardless, so I think that's going to bleed over more than like people are going to discover. Oh, this leader, this leadership is amazing. We never thought. I think that seems less likely. I think it's more. Why well, I was forced to play? I played in two timeline events, and I was forced to play X Men Blue eight times right? What did I learn from playing X-Men Blue at a major event eight times, right? Um, I'm saying over two timeline events, right? Because I played it on. Yeah. Also, you play your lists again in the cut, which I think is very fascinating. And the cut actually is a little bit different. They cut to top eight or top 16 or whatever. Then the lists actually go three, two, one instead of one, two, three. Oh, interesting. Okay. You know, just a slight change, just like a snake draft kind of thing. Yeah. It's just absolutely fascinating, this format entirely. And I can't wait to see what it brews up for the game. I'm I'm happy Chris has come around on it.
0: <laughs> I was pretty intrigued from the start. I do think it's still very. I didn't fully understand it. I didn't it's fully niche grasp it at the it. end
1: of the day. Still,
0: yeah, it's it is very niche, and I understand where some people just aren't very interested in it. But like I said, it's just it's different. It's fresh, and especially for those of us who've been playing the game for since release, you know, it's nice to have something new and be forced to get some of these other models on the table.
1: Yeah. You never have to play it. You never have to use it, but it's always there if you want to. Right. Exactly. I dig that. I also dig the restrictions of maybe just using this for, you could literally just use this for a local tournament, like a one day thing. You could just be like, Hey, we're going to use the timeline restricted list. And you don't even have to do the list one,
0: two, three thing. We're just going to play, bring one list under has this to fit. It has to fit under the timeline. That could totally work. It could work really well as a matter of fact.
1: And in fact, it might be more balanced because some of these main offenders in the meta are just mm-hmm. completely gone and it's going to force you to use Christ cards that maybe you've never used, which is also very exciting. Cause you know, last part we didn't mention Chris, but I think is easily the most tough element of the competitive feature alongside the crises, restricted cards, what teams get embraced, what teams get catch up, what teams get sacrificed, right?
0: That is that is some stuff for the next episode that, when we really start digging into list building.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and that and that's something that like comes last, right? Where it's like, okay, I've, I got my rosters locked, I got my crises locked. Okay, now we're going to climb this mountain of tactics cards, which would be easily the most complex part, I think. Cuz there's less of them and you only get one per team of the same name, you know? So it's absolutely fascinating. It's so interesting. Yeah. I love it. So, oh man, it's been a fun episode. We'll return to timelines very soon. And we hope you guys will join us on that journey as, as we do more timelines into the new year and kind of our thoughts and discoveries on it. But that's gonna be it for this episode and Furious Finest is supported by our wonderful patrons. You become a Furious Finest patron and join our private discord community by going to patreon.com slash fury's finest of course you can find us online with several spaces you can find us on x at fury's finest cast instagram facebook and twitch at fury's finest and you can always email us at fury's at gmail.com and leave us reviews on your podcast platform of choice it really helps we love that you guys have done that over the years and keep it up please do keep
0: it up it means the world to us keeps us rolling keeps us active it's very 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 great and uh, you know, I say this every week, but we hate that we have to make this plea every week. So, <laughs> hey. so you know, just keep it up, rate, review, subscribe. We appreciate every little bit. Uh, Jesse, where can the folks find you?
1: Yeah, you can find me on all the spaces, Instagram, Discord, Longshanks X at Jesse Aiken, J E S S E E A K I N. Yes, it is E A and it is Aiken. I've m- mentioned it before, and you can check out my Star Wars Shatterpoint show hello there a Star Wars Shatterpoint Podcast. Everywhere podcasts can be found and everywhere online mm. at hello there cast. I'm very excited for the new year for that show because Shatterpoint has not had a new release in several months. Give me Plo. Exactly. Give me Plo. I hope you guys are excited on that show for my Plo lore episode. Oh, yes. I am very much excited for that, actually. I need to know. Yeah. Once AMG gives us those clone trooper cards will have that blow episode ready to oh, gonna go. be and Awesome, dude. I, I can't wait for the wolf pack
0: and what they're going to look like, but Chris, where can everyone find you? Well, you can find me on discord. Uh, I am strong style on discord, Chris finest and all the relevant MCP discords. Feel free to ping me. Feel free to message me. I would love to talk about MCP, Shatterpoint, NBA basketball, professional wrestling, whatever. You can listen to me, uh, Outside of this show on Orange Futures, an NBA podcast from Chris and Ben. This week, I will have a special guest host as Ben's becoming a father, probably right as uh, we record this moment. So congratulations to one of my closest friends not on this podcast, (laughs) Ben. Yeah. And hopefully you guys will join us there if you are a fan of the NBA at all. It's pretty funny. So maybe you just want to laugh. Perfect. Perfect stuff dad life. Love it. Well,
1: timeline events, we'll return to it very soon. And we'll also finish out Asgard. So stay tuned for that. Thanks for listening. True believers.
0: Excelsior. The world has gotten even stranger than you already know. At this point, I doubt anything would surprise me. Ten bucks says you're wrong.